Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Rick Jay, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater in North Carolina. Today is Monday, November 22nd, 2021. We are reading from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the chapter Working with Others on page 100, the third paragraph, beginning with, If You Have Been Successful in Solving, and reading and commenting on that one paragraph only. Today's readers are Jeannie P., The Twelve Steps, Kim T., The Twelve Traditions, and our big book readers are Pete B. in the text, Julie R. on page 164, and Nancy P. is our big backup reader. Our newcomer greeter is Leon B., and our second-hour moderator is Maria F. The share ID for Sunday, November 21st, is 18,115. Away preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. Overeaters Anonymous is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive eater who still suffers. At Division for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Jeannie P. to read the 12 steps. Good morning. This is Jeannie P., Grateful Recovered Compulsive Overeater. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we are powerless over food, that our lives have become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn over our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact natures of our wrongs. Six, we entirely, were entirely ready to have God remove all our defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight made a list of all persons we had harmed and become willing to make amends to them. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And twelve, Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice the principles in all our affairs. Well, thank you, Jeannie. I will now ask Kim T. to read the 12 traditions. Kim T., go ahead and unmute. Sorry about that. I thought it was. Okay. The 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. 
Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscious. Our leaders are but trusted servants they do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Nine, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but may, we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10. Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kim. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes, at the end of which I will give you a gentle reminder. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the chapter Working with Others on page 100, the third paragraph, beginning with, if you have if you have been successful in solving, and we are reading and commenting on that one paragraph only. I will now ask Pete B. to begin reading. Good morning, Rick. My name is Pete B. I'm a compulsive overeater recovered today by God's grace and mercy. Thanks for taking the meeting. If you have been successful in solving your own domestic problems, tell the newcomer's family how that was accomplished. In this way, you can set them on the right track without becoming critical of them. The story of how you and your wife settled your difficulties is worth any amount of criticism. So, um, you know, uh, uh, good suggestion. You know, I, I think it's good suggestion because, you know, people when they enter recovery, um, you know, and if they are in a relationship or married or whatever the situation is, they, these things are, these things, you know, they, they are complicated and you're dealing with uh, your own instincts 
and another person's instincts and the, the, you know, the family or the people around the compulsive overeater, they're gravely impacted. And uh, there's a lot of work to be done for both the, the, you know, the person with the condition and all of the lives that, that touch them. If they, you know, if they are, you know, if they have this condition as serious as, as it can be. And, you know, I can't say from my experience that I, that, that, um, you know, I can tell, I can share with somebody how I've been successful in solving my own domestic problems because I entered into my marriage. I had already been sober for 12 years and I've had, you know, in those 12 years, several really, you know, unsuccessful or problematic relationships. And the reason why they were problematic is because um, of me. I, I, I had, I, I, you know, I, I unfortunately put my dependence you know, on what I would on other people and their peace of mind is more important than my peace of mind, or I have to figure out how to control or dominate or whatever. And, you know, fortunately for me, this 12 step recovery program, I have, ex- I have experienced the results of working it and gotten to a point where I, where I was able to put my trust and my dependence and reliance upon the God of my understanding and the impact and the fear and the, and the concern and worry about the other party, my, my, who ultimately became my wife, was lessened. And we, we, became, we became two healthy individuals, right? And, and you know, whenever I counsel um, or have the opportunity to work with somebody and there are domestic troubles, I encourage them that the work needs to happen with them, not as a group, right? The, each individual needs to go out and find their um, solution to whatever it is that's pro- that that that's troubling with them, and and it's it's often really complicated. And there are other resources outside of, you know, Overeaters Anonymous or Alcoholics Anonymous where you can point people to where they can go and get help. But you know, this is a disease that impacts all around the sufferer. But I, I'm always encouraging to make sure the, that the new person really makes sure that their that their structure is rightly in place. They they build the right foundation, right? Complete and total dependence upon God as they understand God. They put these practices into place that they're, that they're, they're they're regularly working the 12 step recovery program in, in in all aspects of their life, and they're working on building this relationship, building things back up again. And that's true for both the sufferer and the person around the sufferer. Um, you know, it's a it's a, it's a long road to build, right? And um, you know, realizing it's every a day that as long as thank you, thank you, Brick. As long as we have the right dependence, right, the the, the the right amount of dependence on the on on certain elements that have to be in place, that we are going to be okay. Trust and reliance upon God. Working this program, and uh, each day we'll get better and better with that on pass. Thanks so much for getting us started, Pete. Before we get our first group of names, just a reminder that although we value everyone's experience, we ask that you please limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. Please give me your first name only and the first initial of your last name. Who would like to share on what Charles we're doing Charles? And Beverly B. from Pennsylvania. Beverly? Melissa W. Melissa W. Julie R. Julie R. Bonnie B. from Florida. Bonnie B. Anybody else want to join the first group? Okay, we're going to get started with these names, and then we'll have plenty of time to get a second list of names. Uh, please just uh, remember to include uh, 
your uh, first initial, your last name, and your state when you introduce yourselves, guys. And uh, Charles H., you're up, followed by Beverly B. Go ahead, Charles. Charles H., New York. Uh, we're covered compulsive overeater. Thank you for taking the meeting, Rick. Um, I love this where it says, the story of how you and your wife settled your difficulties is worth any amount of criticism. You know, show the newcomer your experience. Um, so, so for me, like this, this is not about popularity. This is about life and death. And especially this time of the year where, you know, I, I think early in recovery, I was trying to sponsor a whole bunch of people and, and my wife was real upset cause I wasn't sp- spending no time with her and my kids was upset and just out of balance. Right. And let me tell you on the line, there's some people that, that, Maybe neglecting their other half, and maybe they don't have another half. Because, um, but basically, from my like, this is for me. This is a great place to a great community, and it's like it reminds me of that show that happened in Boston. Cheers, where everybody knows your name. Your family want to know your name, but they don't know us. So, you know, you know, I, I work the steps, and that's how I develop my relationships with my family because I destroyed it. You know, I destroyed it in recovery too, trying to be on every meeting, try to go to work and be on the meetings at work, go home and be doing all these meetings. Me, my, my wife is looking at me like, yo, what you doing, bro? Like, I don't even know you. I know your name, but I don't know you because this is destroyed. So if I get to that point, I, I share that experience with my wife, like early on in recovery, I mean, with, with my protege. I say, hey, man, I was just doing too much. Uh, I wanted to get popular in Overeaters Anonymous. I, I, I wasn't working on relationships with my family, with my wife, right? And the big book, man, it, 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 it's instruction. It's not just the first 164 pages. It's the forward. It's the doctor's opinion. It's even in Chapter 7, it's talking about family. And then it leads on to, to the wives and the family afterwards. And, 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 you know, and the employees. And then a vision for you, Chapter 11, bankruptcy, is the overview of how the program got started. So it's so beautiful to be at this point. Like, you know, my wife wants me around now. She get mad at me because if I do a little overtime at work, I'm stealing time from her. So I'm so grateful that uh, working with others includes, um, you know, getting building this relationship with my wife because, I put so much. I put food before her, crack before her, and then in recovery, I put recovery before her. But just for today. Hey Charles, you just got uh, muted. If you could uh, unmute yourself, you got uh, about ten seconds left. Well, sorry, Charles, we lost keep you it, there. Keep it, keep it, keep it, keep the ten seconds. Okay. All right. Thanks so much, Charles. And uh, Beverly B., you're up next, followed by Melissa W. Go ahead, Beverly. And thank you, the Beverly B., compulsive overeater from Pennsylvania. And so grateful, grateful to be on this meeting. And uh, all the help of everyone, everyone. If you have been successful in solving your own domestic problems, tell the newcomer's family how that was accomplished 
to um, share experience, strength, and hope, you know, my own, not anyone else's. But I had to share today, and I'm usually on the line every day, but I don't share much, in fact, rarely. And uh, when I lived in, in uh, Gaithersburg, Maryland, thank God, thank God for AA and BO, and I came in through AA in 91, and then 93, my AA sponsor had told me, she shared her experience, and she had told me about OA How. And I was so, so grateful because not only the weight and practicing the 12 steps and doing, doing the work, doing the work, I was able to, um, the weight, and the weight was just a symptom as the big book, said, big book talks about, and then get into the spiritual steps and uh, work them with the sponsor and with others. And then um, I did. I had, I, I ended up getting a divorce. I had only been married six months at the time. And then I had financial problems. And lo and behold, someone in the program passed on by the word of mouth yet another program, 12-step program, that could help me with my finances. And I work that program, and I still work it faithfully daily and pass on what I can and things. And um you know, this story of how you and your wife settled your difficulties is worth uh, any amount of criticism. And I wasn't criticized a lot for making the decision with my husband to, um, you know, the circumstances were in place. And I believe that I thanked God for the divorce and kept on moving on with my own life and left him alone and that that's the way it worked out for me and still single today of course and um you know it it was okay with me back then and it's okay with me today i don't re regret the past or wish to close the door on it but i would never tell anyone what to do in their family situation because the big book talks about that I don't get involved in other people's business. I practice minding my own business. And those are just, um, you know, some of the th experience. Thank you. And I think someone's unmuted. But uh, thank you, and I'll mute and pass. All right. Thanks, Beverly B. Melissa W., you're up next, followed by Julie R. Go ahead, Melissa. Morning, everyone. Melissa W. Recovered in New York, and um, I don't know if I was successful in uh, solving my domestic problem, but I am grateful that it was solved for me because what happened in my house was a miracle that was given to me along with so many other miracles that have happened as a result of working the steps in this program, and that's all that I did is I followed the plan of recovery that is outlined in this book. And as it says, there is no further authentication that is necessary. And I came into these rooms and I had pulled down the structure. I had wrecked my husband, my I wrecked my marriage. I wrecked my relationship with my husband. I wrecked my relationship with my children. And I, 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 a sponsor had been appeared before me and what a gift. And the first thing I said was, I want to fix my relationship with my husband. You know, I had filed for a divorce and moved forward toward divorce, and I, I knew it was a mistake, and I said, I want to fix it. I want to fix it. And she said, first, let's work these steps. First, we're going to work the steps. And you want to know my marriage trick? 
I worked the steps. I did whatever I was told. I showed up in my house. I did the dishes. I didn't ask for a ticker tape parade. I said, please and thank you. There was no arguing or fault finding. I didn't criticize. I made, the, I made dinner. I made ponytails and little girl's hair at 3 p.m. in the afternoon for little girls that I didn't pay attention to for their entire lives. And that's it. That's my marital advice, is that I paid attention to me, just me, and I showed up for them, and I worked these steps. And because I stopped trying to, like, figure out everyone else, the, the problem in my house has been resolved. And I stopped blaming him for being the person he never was and he never will be and accepted him for the person he always was. And I love that man more today than the day I married him. And that's it. That's my marriage trick is the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. So thanks so much. Thanks for my sobriety. Thank you, Melissa W. Julie R., you're up next, followed by Bonnie B. Go ahead, Julie. Hey, thanks, Rick. Julie R., recovered compulsive overeater. And boy, this paragraph just sums up the healing process and the power of living a spiritual life. So, you know, again, it's like I, you know, if you have been successful, the only reason why I was successful in solving the domestic problems was because I worked the steps. Um, I caused a lot of damage in my marriage um, and left and came back about eight years. ago. I was gone for eight months. And, you know, my husband said the only way you're going to come back if you dig into your spiritual program because he knows. And and that's exactly what I did. Um, you know, I went through the steps again, and I cleaned up the wreckage of my past, which was all surrounding the, you know, self-seeking, resentments, dishonesty, fear. That is what happened to me because I rested on my laurels, and I hurt my husband so much. But fast forward to today. We have an awesome relationship. We talk. We share. I have a sponsor. I have sponsees. Prayer meditation is the number one focus of my life when I wake up and throughout the day. I, um, you know, of course, 100% black and white weight and measured abstinence. But it's like I am not that woman anymore because I follow a spiritual path. And it's only because of working the steps. It's only for being an OA that led me back to the life that I always is supposed to be living. So, yeah, I share that with my sponsees and um, the ones that, you know, could benefit from it. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you so much, Julie R. Bonnie B., you're up next and we'll take some more names go ahead bonnie thank you so much rick um thank you for hosting and oh for everyone who's on the line so i'm going to come at this from a little different angle um 
I've been married for almost 36 years to an amazing man. I have not had, um, I've not been divorced. I've not had some of the things that maybe others have had. However, my marriage hasn't been um, perfect. And the reason it hasn't been perfect is because um, I was always wanting what I was always wanting. Um, That first line that says, if you've been successful in solving your domestic problems, I, I, the problem is that, the problem was that it was always me wanting to do. I've never been successful in solving any of the problems that we had in our marriage, any of the the concerns, any of the issues with our kids, but boy, I sure thought I could. And that was the problem. The problem was that I was sure I could. Um, And all roads always led back to me and all roads always led back to me being either the victim, the savior or the protector. And this program has helped me to release all that and to understand that the only thing I can give to anyone, um, either inside this program, outside the program, or within my own family, is to point them back to God. You know, to, 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 to point them back to their creator and to tell them that they need to go to God. And then for me personally, what I need to do is ask God to change me. It's an inside job. It's always been an inside job. I just thought that if I could modify the behaviors, there'd be a change. And if there was a change, everyone would be happy. But the only problem is that modified behaviors are just modified behaviors. There is no transformation. And so to go from a good marriage to a great marriage, I mean, that's, that's also part of this program. When I get outside of myself and I stop, I stop looking at other people and start asking God to check the motive of my heart, and to do the inside job in me that he wants to do, what shows up is a new and improved, a new and improved version. And so that's what I have to offer today, and I so appreciate you guys, and I hope you have a blessed day. All right. Thank you, Bonnie B. Before we continue with our second group of names, we are in the chapter Working with Others on page 100, the third paragraph, beginning with, if you have been successful in solving... And we are reading and commenting on that one paragraph only. And although we value everyone's experience, we ask that you please limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. Who else would like to share on what was read today? Dara L. Is that Dara L? Yeah. Kim A. Lisa B. Kim A. Lisa B. Cooley B. Kathy. Tuli B. Yes. Who was right after Tuli? Kathy S. Okay. Gusty N. Oh, I'm sorry. Who is this? Gusty N. Oh, hey, Dusty. Hello. Angela G. I'm sorry, who is this? Angela G. Okay, Angela G. Let's stop right there. And this is who I've got so far. I've got Dara L., Kim A., Lisa B., Tuli B., Kathy S., Dusty M., and Angela G. All right, Dara, you are up next. Remember to include your uh, state. Uh, Go ahead, Dara. You'll be followed by Kim A. Great. Thanks so much. I'm Dara L. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Philadelphia. Um, I love the big book. I think it's beautiful and God-inspired and also somewhat 
imperfect in its presentation at times um, because it would be a lie for me to say that I solved my own domestic problems <laughs> and a misunderstanding of step two, you know, and step three and just what God is doing for me that I couldn't possibly have done for myself. Um, and, and really, you know, I've, I've been the biggest problem, the only problem in my own life. Um, but I want to tell you a little bit about what I was like before coming into this program um, and working the steps and, and getting a, a sense of God consciousness. So I cheated on every single person I've ever been in a relationship with, um, lied, you know, burned bridges, um, was horrible, you know, was horrible sexually, emotionally, uh, relationally, horrible to my family, I used people, like used them, treated them, I'm a bulimic, and I treated people the same way I treated food, you know, I binged and purged on them, and I didn't care, um, and I was thinking too about the bedevilment on page 52 about how, you know, we're having trouble with personal relationships, we can't control our emotional natures. We're prey to misery and depression. You know, anyone who's in a relationship with me when I'm an untreated addict, whether I'm abstinent or not, um, is going to be scorched. You know, they're going to be hurt so, so badly. Um, and I'm incapable of not doing that to people. And, and so really, um, you know, oftentimes when I speak about, you know, what I was like, it, it, it's like, oh, my God, I, I'm surprised. I'm surprised by what God has done for me. I'm surprised by the fact that relationships have been restored, that today I can be honest. You know, I could never be honest, and I didn't know why. I didn't know why I lied. You know, I didn't know why I was mean to people. I didn't know, I, I didn't understand love, you know, and today I do. Um, and I don't, I don't really believe that I did that. You know, I certainly I do the work, um, but how it was accomplished, how it's being accomplished, isn't it, it's God, you know, it's really God. Um, and I love that it talks about the story of how you and your wife settled your difficulties is worth any amount of criticism. Like, there's no room for criticism if I really understand the true nature of this as a disease, right? Like, I'm a sick person, and, and other people when they hurt people, including when they hurt me, are, are sick, you know, they're sick. And so for me, you know, the only criticism today is if I decide to stop taking the treatment, you know, if I decide to stop working the steps, um, and even that, like, it's just, you know, it's just, it's scary. This disease is terrifying to me, and I have to know how terrifying this disease is in order to know what a miracle God is, you know, and what a miracle these steps are, and the fact that I am a different person, a transformed woman today. Thanks, I heard that. And I, I didn't do that. I'm incapable of doing that. So anyways, I'll pass and thanks. Okay, thank you so much, Darielle. Kim A., you're up next, followed by Lisa B. Go ahead, Kim. Hey, this is this is Kim A. from New York City. Um, I am capable of solving absolutely nothing in my life, whether it's food-related, job-related, marriage-related, because I feel like I say this all the time, my same delusional mind that always tries to trick me into taking that first compulsive bite is the same mind that is navigating my relationships, my marriage, getting me through life. And so, you know, this is where, for me, the importance of living in 10, 11, and 12 really comes in because I have no doubt that my sponsor has saved my marriage. I had left OA 
Um, not because I didn't think I needed it, but because I wasn't finding any kind of like solution or recovery or abstinence. And when I came back, um, I was introduced to a very different way of working the steps, also known as following the directions in the big book. And one of the things that brought me back to OA, well, really the one thing that brought me back to OA was that my new marriage was having trouble. And I wanted to blame my husband because he's very, very flawed and imperfect, as am I. And what I quickly began to realize as I worked the steps was that a lot of what I was struggling with with him was a reaction to me. And so when I stopped focusing on him and what he was doing, and what he should be doing and what he should be thinking and focused on myself and taking my own damn inventory, that's when things almost immediately started to get a little bit better. Um, and why 10, 11, and 12 have really saved my marriage is because, you know, I send my step 10s throughout the day, just like the big book says. I don't do it at the end of the day. The big book doesn't say to send one giant step 10 at the end of the day, that's not helpful. What is helpful is that when I see that I am being selfish or emotionally dishonest or living in fear, whatever it is, whether it's about anything, but a lot of times it's about my marriage, my sponsor tackles that bullshit right on the spot. You know, and if I can't see the truth, she helps me see it. And I am recovered. And so a lot of times I see the truth, but my mind still works a certain way. I still sometimes am selfish and get resentful when my husband is not the person that I think he should be. That's so emotionally dishonest. I married him. I know who he was. I can't set up these unfair expectations for him to be different than he's ever been and then resent it or live in fear that my marriage is not going to be what I want it to be. It always comes back Gentle to reminder. being the problem. Thanks, I'll wrap up. And so I also started to realize that using food when I was feeling uncomfortable, a lot of it went back to feeling discomfort in my marriage and other relationships. So when I don't focus on the food and I focus on me, that need for ease and comfort goes away because now I have a real solution. Kim A., New York City, thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Kim A. Lisa B., you're up next, followed by Tuli B. Go ahead, Lisa. Oh, good morning. My name is Lisa B., and I'm a recovered compulsive over here in South Carolina. And I don't take any credit for my recovery. It's all from the grace of God, the grace and power of God, and working these steps. I love how it says, um, without becoming critical of them, you know, my pride and ego, I can become critical of other people. And Dislike the very character defects that I have in myself, you know, when I'm working with someone, I'll judge them and I'll think, oh, you know, but I've been doing the same thing. So that that really is just a good reminder of me. And I've been married 28 years. And when I started working this program, the spiritual remedy, you know, in the steps in a state of abstinence with a recovered sponsor, I really wanted to leave my husband. I was so convinced that he was the problem all the way up until I got recovered. 
I still was saying, you know, I think I might want to leave my husband. And my sponsor in her wisdom never told me what to do. She just said, Kep, keep going to God. God will show you if and when the time is right. And, you know, I decided to, not I, see, I, I can't take any credit for this. God's grace inspired me. I can't take credit for anything. God's grace inspired me to what do I have to lose and do this a hundred percent, just do everything that the book asks me to do, suggests that I do, that my sponsor said that she did. I did everything. I looked at all the prayers. I started implementing the prayers and guess what? My heart changed. And that's what this is about. It's about a heart transplant, which I actually did have to go for open heart surgery right before I got into this program. <laughs> but you know what? I did have a heart transplant. I didn't have literally a heart transplant, you know, in real life, but God gave me a new heart and continues to give me a new heart because pride and ego still comes in there. It will always come in there where I think I'm better than, and I judge others. So that's, that's why I just jumped on that this morning. But I, my husband is a beautiful man, and it says in the AA 12 and 12 that our character defects and our defective relationships, is the, that's the reason for my alcoholism and my compulsive overeating. I changed. I changed. You know what? I don't pray to pray, change God. I, and I don't pray to change the world. I pray so that I'll change. And that's what's happened to me. But guess what? It's all about action, 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 completing my amends, doing my inventories, and intensely working with others and asking my husband, when is your favorite time of the day for you to spend with me? And then not working with others at that time, but letting them know that I have to work with others. You know, that's not a negotiable thing. And I need to have other people that work with me. So with that, I pass. So grateful to be here. All right. Thank you so much, Lisa B. Tuli B., you're up next, followed by Kathy S. Go ahead, Tuli. This is Tuli B., compulsive overeater, food addict in California, recovered for today. Um, boy, you know, I really um, have gotten so much of, from the share. Um, I have to think about page 62, you know, selfishness, self-centeredness. That, we think, is the root of our trouble, driven by 100 forms of fear, self-delusion and self-seeking, self-pity. We step on our fellows and they retaliate. And, you know, I had no idea that that's what I was doing in my marriage. You know, all, all my life I felt ugly, stupid, in, not enough. And uh, I wanted that man to fix me. And when he didn't, I would step on his toes and, you know, act out. And, uh, you know, realizing that about my personality, you know, realizing my part in that relationship, um, and, and bringing God in, you know, bringing us saying to God, help me, with my relationship, um, you know, help me get well. Um, stop making my husband you, you know, because I realized that that's another thing that I that I've done in my relationship. You know, I'm happy if my husband's happy. I'm happy if my children are well. And what is that? I'm making them my higher power. The only one that can really make me happy and complete is God. And in the early part of our relationship. I would just let him, you know, be the be my boss. I didn't he didn't like the fact that I went to so many meetings and I spent so much time doing recovery things, and so I stopped and I became resentful. And 
you know, I had to find the courage to take care of myself, and you guys taught me that it's an inside job, you know, that if I straighten out spiritually, everything will straighten out around me. So the journey has really been, you know, pretty amazing. Um, The first five years of my marriage, I was always thinking about divorce every day. And, you know, I've been married 36 years now. How do I do it one day at a time with God's help? Is it perfect? Absolutely not. It's not perfect. But, you know, today my husband is allowed safe passage through my life. And because I I do that, he, he allows me the same thing. So, you know, this program is absolutely amazing. And one day at a time, with the help of Step 10 and 11 and 12, you know, uh, to maintain these principles, I have a chance to stay married, to be a good wife and good mother. So I have you guys to thank for that in the big book. And uh, with that, I'm out. And thank you, Cliff, for your service. Have a good day, everyone. Uh, thank you, Cooley B. Kathy S., you are up next, followed by Gusty N. Go ahead, Kathy. Thanks, Rick. This is Kathy S., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Georgia. And, um, yeah, I love the shares that people, um, you know, the ideas that we have expressed, that it's not us that have solved our own problems, but God. And uh, thank you again for the reminder, too, that the best marital advice, the best advice for anything in our family is just work the steps. It reminds me of on page 84, no matter how far down the scale we've gone, we will see how our experience can benefit others. And, And that's what this paragraph reminds me of, that it's my experience and the experience of others that taught me, you know, that, that this, this, there can be, um, you know, some of the worst domestic problems can be righted. And my marriage is one of them. How God used, you know, my, my body obsession, you know, I hired a personal trainer to get my body in shape so that I could somehow control my husband, that he would be more passionate. And then we'd have this awesome marriage. I would love, <clears throat> love and accept myself. The problem was is that I ended up having an affair with the personal trainer. And that, of course, did not did not really inspire a whole lot of passion. It really almost wrecked everything. And um, but I was able to uh, my husband and I have able to turn with the help of God and the process of reconciliation. You know, he knows everything. And despite that, we are still together. Our marriage is stronger than ever. And that is a pure testimony to God's hand in that. Um, we both surrendered our marriage over to God. And today, um, you know, my experience has helped others in this program who are struggling with this idea that I used to have that maybe the dishonesty that maybe I married the wrong guy or my husband is responsible for my sense of value and security. And through the process of especially the fourth step and then again the tenth step, you know, looking at these character defects and how I'm over-depending upon other people and not God for the things that I need and and how this really wreaks havoc in every relationship. But turning back to God and letting everybody else off the hook has been truly the saving grace. It's brought about the power that has um, just 
it's it's healed all kinds of wounds and and again made our marriage today something that I never thought possible. Um, together, we are going through some heavy issues with our daughter. We're moving through them together, and it's been through the experience of other people sharing their you know their experience in these same issues that has been the strength and the hope that I rely upon today. So um, I just thank. Thank God for this program, for the steps, and for this fellowship. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Kathy S. Gusty N., you're up next, followed by Angela G. Go ahead, Gusty. Gusty, go ahead and unmute. Okay, how about now? I got you, Gusty. Oh, great. Thank you. This is Gusty N. Recovered in West Virginia. It is wonderful to be with you all this morning. Um, And I just quickly wanted to share that this paragraph, while it certainly relates to my own domestic life in terms of my uh, spouse, it also relates to my experience with my family of origin, with whom. most of my family of origin would say that I'm the one who's not like the others and that um, there's, you know, throughout um, throughout the years been some tension and disagreements and even outright um, feelings of estrangement in some cases. And working the steps and and looking at my part, looking at the things I can change, looking at the things I cannot change about my family of origin, um, doing some healing from all of that stuff and and um, and just forgiving them like somebody else said for being who they are instead of who I wish they were um, and acknowledging that I'm not who they want me to be either <laughs> um, and that um, this is this is how we are I always like to say God gives us family so we have to relate with people we would never choose to relate with otherwise and um, and what a gift it has been in my family of origin to um, to find some grace and peace through working the steps and to, you know, accept my family for who they are and to be able to be in relationship with them, to be able to be an aunt to my nieces and nephews and to have my brothers be grateful for that and, um, and appreciate me even if they don't always agree. Um, so I'll just I'll just again um, say thank you. Others have said that it was higher power that did this work for them. I I do want to take a little bit of credit because I worked hard through the steps too, but it was certainly the grace of God that allowed me to work the steps and that that led me to work the steps and to want this um, this better relationship with my family that is just really wonderful now. So with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much, Gusty. Good to hear you. And um, Angela G., you're up next, followed by Pedro B. Go ahead, Angela. Hey, good morning. Can you hear me, Rick? Yes, I can. Okay, great. This is Angela G. from New York, um, compulsive overeater, recovering one day at a time. Uh, You know, I love this reading. If you have been successful in solving your own domestic problems, tell the newcomer's family how that was accomplished. 
Um, you know, I am feeling so much gratitude for today. Uh, I'm in a fairly new relationship, and, um, you know, I am very grateful that we share program, uh, so we do have a common language. Uh, we've had to rewrite some of our story. Uh, you know, she's been there for me uh, through quite a lot. Uh, she continues to support me. Uh, we continue to have difficult conversations, uh, but they're honest today. Um, in the past, I would sabotage every relationship. Uh, you know, I, I would uh, act in unacceptable fashion uh, and, uh, and, and have them leave or I would leave. Um, I was pretty used to just leaving overnight relationships, long-term relationships. Uh, and so, you know, I really have been quite an island in my disease, and uh, it's been really quite a transformation to allow a relationship to flourish, to grow, um, allow, allow for higher power to come in and make it something that is even bigger and better than I could imagine. Uh, but I guess what I want to say is that, you know, to share this message with newcomers, all I have is my story to share. So, you know, it's working. I'm working the steps. I've gotten honest, as I've heard other people share. Uh, you know, absolutely allowing for a higher power finally in my life and uh, just, just showing up. And, um, you know, we had a conversation the other night. Uh, she literally doesn't know anything about OA, and I'm sharing it with her, and it feels like I'm really being vulnerable for the first time. And, and I know, like, where my feet are today. It is, I am so certain that I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be today. Without a doubt, I'm doing exactly my life's work today. And she's alongside me, you know. So I share my message because that's all I have. And uh, I'm eternally grateful for this program, for everybody that keeps coming to these meetings and um, shows people how it's done and offers hope uh, to people that are hopeless. And uh, I hope that I can be that messenger, continue to be that messenger. So thank you. Thank you, Rick. Thank you for your service. Thank you so much, Angela G. Pedro B., you're up next, and then we'll have time for maybe uh, one or two more. Go ahead, Pedro. Good morning, Rick. Pedro Can I be heard? Oh, hey, Pedro. Yeah. There you are. Yeah, good morning. Thank you so much for your service, and thank everyone for uh, your shares. Uh, I feel so fortunate to be part of, uh, to be listening to your experience, strength, and hope. Uh, it's unbelievable the recovery that I'm hearing. Um, you know, uh, I wish I can. I don't feel that I'm recovered. As a matter of fact, I I uh, I feel I'm back on step one. You know, I'm powerless over food, and my life is unmanageable. And 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 I need the connections that you guys have with your God. I need to surrender. 100%. You know, I was, uh, uh, I have, you know, I, I wish I could, I wish I can say that, I, you know, that I am successful solving my own domestic problem. I have, I, I've been scared to death, you know, to get married. You know, I never been married and I'm planning to never, you know, I've been in relationships and, and, you know, I destroy people 
I I hurt people. I you know what I mean? Uh it's I don't know how to be in a healthy relationship. I wish I wish I could say that I'm recovered. You know, early on in AA, uh, if you knew, welcome. Uh, early on in AA, I remember my sponsor had me look up the word recover, uh, recovery. And what he said was return to health. I wish I could say that that I'm physically healthy, that I'm mentally healthy, that I'm emotionally healthy that I'm spiritually healthy, you know? I wish I could say that. You know, today I have the hope that I can recover. Today, these 24 hours, I want to be able to stay abstinent from from, from, from my alcoholic foods. I want to be able to be successful. I, I, I wish, I hope I can help someone recover from this mental illness that I have, this mental illness. You know, I was talking to one of my old sponsors a couple of days ago. He says, we don't want to believe that we are mentally ill. And then I spoke to somebody else. He says, we don't want to believe a lot of things. There's a lot of things I don't want to believe. But the fact is that I'm mentally ill, that I am I have a disease that wants to kill me. You know, and 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 then I'm I'm going to 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 my own sick mind to find the solutions. I need to connect with this power that wants me to be successful at living my life. I need to be connected. Gentle reminder. Thank you so much, Rick. I hope everybody has a great, happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. Thank you so much, Pedro. So apparently I'm delusional in my time management skills. We have time for um, a two-minute share if anybody wants to take us out with that. This is Larry. Larry, go ahead. Hey, Larry. Hey, hey, Rick. Okay. Yeah, I just uh, I just had to jump in. It's beautiful stuff. Um, I could do it in two minutes. I'm reminded when I read this paragraph, I'm reminded of there's a philosopher by the name of Kierkegaard. And he said, you know, there's two distinct ways that we, uh, we could, that we, there's two distinct ways to be fooled. One is to believe what isn't true. And the other is to refuse to believe what is true. And, you know, in the context of relationships, be they intimate relationships or any type of relationship, oftentimes I either am fooled to believe what isn't true And sometimes I refuse to believe what is true. Sometimes in relationships, you know, I want certain things. You know, how am I feeling today? What's Larry's emotional temperature today? And then I refuse to believe what's true. Maybe I tell myself, well, that person isn't making me feel this way. Or that person is putting me on a pedestal. And then they're, you know, you get knocked off from the pedestal because you're human. Or, you know, whatever it is. And, and, and the truth today is, with God's grace, with God's help, I can change where I need to change. I can accept others where they need to, you know, where, where, where I can offer them grace. And I can just turn my thoughts to be, just to be helpful to other people. Without that, I'll never be helpful. Uh, I'll never be helpful. I'll always be looking for the next shiny thing, the next shiny person who's going to make me feel better, more complete. 
with that, I pass. Thank you for your service, Rick. All right, Larry, thanks so much for taking us out. Um, thank you, everyone, for a wonderful meeting. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, Monday, November 22nd, 2021, is 18,118. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Julie R. please read a vision for you? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Hi, thanks, Rick. Julie R., Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you could do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. Pat.